Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It is time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with ICOM. And LDG. LDG leads the industry in customer service. Every LDG product comes with a two-year parts and labor warranty, and it's fully transferable. If you ever sell or give away your LDG tuner, the remainder of the warranty goes with it. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, Earl. Let's uh, turn a fan on in here because, you know, it still is August here in the heartland, and uh, we're dealing with some temperatures. I've said it before. Maybe I need to take one of these weather spotting, watching something thingies. Because I don't get too deep into temperature, humidity, the difference between the two. Hot to me gets hot. And July and August, we usually get two weeks out of each month here that will melt your face. Not anything different from like, you know, my time in Philadelphia or Baltimore. Having said that, it has changed some, you know, in the last... 15 years or, you know, being out here near St. Louis. So today, it's um, not really hot, but muggy. You know, here I go applying some sort of value to the air quality. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, long way around saying I needed to turn that fan on. Did you guys get to Huntsville? Man, I gotta tell you. A special thanks to W5KUB for, one, having me on the show last Tuesday. Talk about that in a minute. But what I think he does as a great service to amateur radio operators who cannot travel. Tom is retired. I don't really know Tom. Haven't met him face-to-face. Seems like a nice enough fella. He's a retired guy, and uh, he's got some time, and I would think the resources, he's certainly got the equipment to go off and go to a ham fest, put himself up and his crew in a hotel. It's pretty cool. I can't do it. In fact, I just fire everybody and just, you know, and I still can't do it. And they're like, all right, you guys can stay. Like, we weren't getting paid anyway, man. Anyway, I can't get to these ham fests. I'm, I'm offered places to stay sometimes. In fact, AE5DW Don, a couple of days before uh, Huntsville or leaving for Huntsville, he said, look, I've got some space. If you can make it down, come crash with me. And uh, so that fan is making a little noise. I just, 
I don't know. Maybe it's something else around here. Could be somebody. I don't know. I said, thank you, Don. That That's very generous. That would save, you know, that's 100 ducats right there if you got a place to crash almost in any city or more, right? Could probably even hitch a ride. It's just difficult for me to break away and get to these ham fests right now in the middle of the career. I'm not near retirement, not in retirement. I imagine I'll be like a blues musician and just right there on the stage. Ah, dang, there he goes. Well, he lived a good long life. That MFR should have retired about 25 years ago. Who told you to stay on stage 88, 89 years old? Talking about moving over there, Willie. Anyway, you get the point. I'll be working forever. And um, so my generation will not have that benefit of retirement. Oh, Lord. So what Tom does is he takes his camera and his streaming and his cart and he takes you to these places and that is cool. For me, that is cool. So I watched and then I start to look at the people who are going and I do this when we go to Xenia as well. And I say everybody here in our community is welcome. I don't care what you look like, how old you are, all this stuff, it's all true. Everybody's welcome. Just don't come in here being an alpha hotel, and then we're going to be all right. Otherwise, I'm going to stick you with a 10-inch blade and just leave you there like an old blues musician dead on the stage. Anyway, that's, I'm not going to kill anyone. I'm just, I don't know where it comes from. I don't, I don't know where it all comes from, guys. I don't know where. But seriously, if you come after me, I will stick you with it. Everybody's welcome here, right? I take a look at... I go to Xenia. I went to Xenia, put the money aside, and actually went out there. And it's to meet, talk about the show, meet some friends. The camaraderie of Hamfest, I feel, is the pool. And I look around, and I'm thinking, wow, the, the difference in the age group here, it's mixed. I wish somebody would do a demographic breakdown of those who attend amateur radio Hamfests. Politely, I am saying most are older folks. They have no idea who I am. Not saying they should, but they don't know what a podcast is. Or if they do, they have no interest. So it becomes harder for me, in other words, for me to break off, take my time, take my money, and most of all, time away from my wife and kids to break off and go down to a festival where... I don't think any of these people even care, man. They don't even care because it skews older. It's a quite a different generation. I'm thinking between, say, 45 and 60. There's a big difference. There's a really big difference in amateur radio operators in that there's like something in there. We exist. But when you look around, you see that older, maybe above 65, above 70 even, who are attending. And I don't mind teaching people. That's why we do the net. We talk about the show. And if you get them one-on-one, talk to them a little bit about what you're doing, then uh, they seem to get it. Hamfest in general are a huge discussion. And maybe one time I'll expand this show and we'll do more episodes per week and I can just talk about a topic and go a little deeper into Hamfest. 
my generation and the generations, you know, I'm in my 40s, late 40s, and the generations behind me grew up with the internet. They look around and the internet has really done what FM radio did to AM radio. The internet has made it so easy for us to find the best price on that Yesu or Kenwood or ICOM radio that maybe we don't go to the ham fest. The older generation, they still go. Maybe it's the camaraderie. Maybe it is to look for the stuff in the flea market. You can't get the flea market online now. You can buy some junk online. But if you enjoy the flea market aspect, you know, you got to go. So many people buy online. They can get the best price at their fingertips within, you know, it depends on how much money you're going to spend, how much time you want to do your research, but you can do that from your chair. You don't have to go. You don't have to travel. I'm at the point where I like to experience it. I'm all into experiences. I want my children to have experiences. I would prefer that my family buy things for my children that aren't just stuff. Maybe have an experience with them. A class or a show. So the ham fest for me would be an experience. I get to meet people. But for the others who are on the air, what are what's a ham fest to you? Is it missable? How are attendance? Let's look at attendance. Do, do we get true numbers coming out of these things? I mean, you know, I'd like to see the demographic breakdown. It is deeply unlikely that each company would provide this information. This is sort of like their playbook, who they sell to, who's buying what and when. What kind of stuff are they into? This is, you know, a prized possession, this data that they've collected over the years. They know who's buying their stuff. They also know what demographic they want to get into, and that would be to skew younger. You need to kind of cultivate the buyers. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I enjoy the flea market because there are things down there and out there or inside, wherever the flea market may be in a particular ham fest, you could find something you really love. The big manufacturers, the big radio companies, the ones selling all the big things, the towers and all the sexy stuff can be had online, right? It's impressive to see it, to walk through with your friends. But you can, you know, you go there because maybe you're going to get a better deal at the Ham Fest. You know, like a Dayton special or a Huntsville special on the radio. And maybe you get a $200 rebate. Maybe that brings you out. I haven't studied all this stuff uh, to the point because I don't sell anything. Sure, we've got 100 watts and a wire t-shirts and gear like that. But I don't set up a booth, pay all my money out. For hotel travel just to sell you t-shirts right I don't have like e equipment and I'm trying to sell so I'm not fine-tuned to what's happening out there we hear numbers and it's like wow that sounds successful 5,000 came 20,000 came 8,000 came we just were told this who knows somebody knows but Tom took me in this weekend when I was in and out I set up did some stuff. I can talk about that in a little bit. Take a break here in a second. But I was able to watch it. And for me, for
frankly. It looked a little, and it, you know, again, it's, you know, whatever camera and whatever direction it's pointed in and whatever part of the building it's in. To me, it seemed like it was less attended or perhaps more people the first day, and that could be traditional. I thought last year there seemed to be more foot traffic there. I don't know. Is the ham fest dying? I got to say, I, I don't know about dying, but we know why. We know why it would be less attended. Doesn't mean it's not cool. Doesn't mean that the appeal of the non-dirt, you know, the air-conditioned space, the fact that the hotel is connected, that that is great, man. That is great. What is it that gets you out of your chair on the road and heading up there? Or down there, wherever. What is it? Is it the deal, the camaraderie, all that sort of stuff? Is it waning some? I'd be inclined to say yeah without knowing too much about it and knowing the numbers, just what I had seen. I had seen a stream on a website pointed in several directions. Lots of cool things, lots of cool gear. Was it leaner than I thought? In my mind, in my perception, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not successful. It's just, you know, an observation. Let me take a break. We'll come back and I'll tell you a little bit what I did this weekend while you were putting around through Huntsville, Alabama, next. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 watts and a wire. The competitive edge you've been looking for is here with the IC7851. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF transceiver. It has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, a spectrum scope, dual receivers, and a digital voice recorder. Plus the IC7610, the SDR every ham once. And just in time for contesting season, this high performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM 7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. And let's not forget the IC7300, changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. To learn more about all of ICOM's HF radios, visit icomamerica.com slash amateur. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. That's right. Power to the people. QRO to the people. That's a t-shirt. That is a t-shirt. It literally is a t-shirt in the 100 watts and a wire store at 100wattsandawire.com. I should just talk about the website there because there are several things that are of interest to hams, newer hams especially, who may be looking for some tools. It's a time-honored tradition to share your tools. And look, we can all remember, if we think back, we have all compiled a nice thing of tools, right? Some of us are just starting out, can't afford these tools. Several years ago, we had an anonymous donor supply us with a bag of tools everything from a antenna analyzer to crimpers different tools you may need oh what did my voice do it and then i get you i'm getting older i just <clears throat> what the hell let me 
I can drink a coffee. <clears throat> Whoa, something's just silencing me. Uh, this might be a shorter show than I thought. I don't know. It could be a pollen count. Thank you for putting up with this. <clears throat> Good grief. It is what it is, man. I can't spend so much time in editing just so you don't hear me have a natural something going on in my throat. Oh, now my eye itches. Oh. Visit 100WattsInWire.com and click on the toolkit. It has traveled across the country. Many people, you basically pay 12 bucks to pay it forward. It is a lot cheaper than buying an analyzer or the crimper tools or whatever tools you may need could be in that box. All you need to do is make a request. You queue up. And when it's your turn, someone will send it to you. There's a little notebook in there. You can drop a QSL card. What is going on with my voice right now? Well, it could be a shorter show than I expected. I don't get it. <clears throat> Many people have used it. It's gone across the country several times, maybe not to every state, but it goes back and forth. And $12 to pay it forward is a lot cheaper than buying the tools of within. So check it out. You can also become a sustaining member to this show. What does that mean, C-Child? What does it mean, man? I'm here every week. The show is free. Everything is free. The 100 watts IDs are free. What, 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 what? We mean the sustaining member thing. It costs money. Yeah, everybody out here, they do it, and they ask for your support in different ways. What I tried to do, which is completely not an original concept, but it is to provide you with a benefit if you do support the show. Say you take one year, and you say, all right, I'm going to give you $25. I'm going to say, perfect, thank you. It's going back into the production and development of the show. Websites, editing, gear, all this sort of stuff. You're not buying my radios. You're not buying my stuff at home. You are helping me sustain this show. So you give $25 over the course of one year. Drop it down. 25 bucks helps the show. That's win number one. Win number two comes from with you. Because there are a list of supporting companies that will give you a discount now. Now that you have given me some of your hard-earned cash... To support the show, I can give it back to you. I have compiled a list of companies, and hopefully it will continue to grow, that will give you a discount. I'll give you a discount on something that you may want to purchase. Win number two, you got a discount for being part of the plan. Lastly, the companies that are involved, and this is a call for all companies, even if you can't put money on the show as a company, you could also serve as a benefit. No skin off your back. You just provide a slight discount, whatever discount you decide to give if someone wants to purchase some of your gear. You can now get in the game as a consideration to earn their money. You get it? It's a win-win-win. Development and production of the show, you get a discount as the supporter, and the companies could get a sale in you. It's a triple win. Check out how you can donate and receive that benefit. $25 for one year 
get you that benefit. You can make your money back. What I hear people do, I get letters. People say, look, I, I got the benefit. I saved X amount of dollars. I didn't put that money back in my pocket. I put that money back in something else. I bought some other stuff. So that's kind of how it works. Visit the website 100wattsandawire.com to learn more about everything we have going on. We do activities. We get out and get on the air twice a year. We'll do it again in October for our fallout. Speaking of getting out this weekend, I was able to get out and set up a portable rig. Talked a little bit about that um, on the air probably mostly for our net, which was a a successful net on Sundays. If you haven't joined our net on Sundays, please do, 7 o'clock Central. I'm going to pump the brakes here, pause, come back, and I'll tell you about my setup outdoors next. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 watts and a wire. Ever wish you could take your setup anywhere and not have to worry about power? PowerFilm can help. Specializing in lightweight, easy-to-deploy solar panels, you'll be transmitting from almost anywhere in minutes. Offering foldable panels from 5 to 220 watts, PowerFilm is sure to have an ideal solution for you. You don't have to lug around that heavy and awkward crystalline panel again. Lighten your load and make remote setups easier. You worry about making contacts, leave the portable power to PowerFilm. To learn more, visit PowerFilmSolar.com or reach out on Facebook or Twitter. It's Christian. Kilo Zero, sweeter than honey. Girl. Well, PowerFilm Solar just told us, wouldn't it be cool? It is cool. I can tell you, it is cool to get outside. And it's a big part of our tune-up in the spring and our fallout in October. Get that gear if you have it. If you have a portable radio, maybe you've got an HF station in your truck or car. Maybe you've got a a radio that you take out and work the parks, that sort of thing. You're encouraged to do this in October, and I did it over the weekend. Naturally, with our activity days, it's not a contest. You can work from the comfort of your own shack. It's just encouraged. Let's get back outside, right? Let's get back out there and do some stuff before it's too cold. Certainly there are diehards who will go out and freeze their nuggets off and operate. Many are sitting in a truck putting in the heat. You know, it's it's good. But some people are hardcore, get out there in a little tent and rock it out. I admire those people. My hands get cold. Anywho, over the weekend I took my gear on a whim Sometimes when you ask an almost four-year-old and an eight-year-old what you want to do, you know, it can get a little dicey, you know. Or what do you want to wear? Okay, now daddy's wearing a moo-moo. Oh, yeah, it was your great-grandmother's moo-moo. Let's run around and paint your toes. Well, this is what you do when you have daughters. You just do whatever because you're wrapped tight. You're wrapped up tight. That's it. Don't judge me. I'll stab you with a toe. I'm just kidding. Hee-hee-hee. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway, I set up my radio, went outside, put the mast up, felt good. Grass was too high. I said, hold up, girls. Had to go in in a different shed. Weedy. Like, oh, man, I haven't been around here. I haven't been out here. Here I am at the old wooden shed at the edge of the woods. I love it, right? I fixed it up last year. 
Put some screens in the windows, let the air come through, doesn't leak. Put a hole in the back so I can run some coax and seal it up when I'm not around. But, when, you know, the weeds got up high, man. Weeds got up high. I'm weed eating, cleaning it up. First day, get it all out there. Everything's wet. Grass is coming in. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, it's the kind of deal where you got your kids out and they're going to need a bath somewhere near, like, right after lunch. Anyway, set up, put the mast up. I put an antenna up that I made, this sort of uh, replica of the Radio Waves Pathfinder. It's just three pieces of wire that dip down. The center leg comes down, and I connect it to a one-to-one ballon and uh, run coax to my rig, and it, it always does well. And anyway, I worked some contacts. The uh, ships were out there. There was a, um, geez, was it the uh, North American QSO party? These are the moments that I like to take and get out there because I know I have a chance of working someone. It's cool to get out and call CQ, but, you know, sometimes if you're out there in portable, it's hot as a mother, and you're out there just calling, 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 you know. If I have something I can chase, like this QSO party, QSO party for people who are new, it's, you know, people will set up. It's a contest over the weekend, so people are trying to work as many stations as they can. If you have mic fright, uh, you know, you don't, you have, it's hard for you to get on the mic and call CQ or to work a station or have a rag chew. Or many, 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 many people do. That's why we do a net on Sundays, give you a familiar voice. But this is a way you can kind of get in, test your radio, see if you make the trip. They don't even give signal reports in this North American QSO party. QSO is just the uh, contacts between two stations called a QSO. And so I did that. Lighthouses were out there, and it was a very casual operating. I worked probably a dozen stations and uh, left it up overnight, came out the second day, decided I'm going to cut the grass around the old wooden shed because I'm like, you know, come on. Ticks have been bad this year. I cut the grass, get in there, work a little bit, and broke it on down. Just broke it down and got out. But it was just fun to get out there and exercise yourself, your gear. I always enjoy trying to get a straight mast. That didn't sound right. I mean, I do. but And I do. But, um, you know, you get up there, you put a mast up there about 40 feet. You're going to get some lean, right? So there's sort of like, I have a couple of guy wires run one direction and the wires themselves run the opposite direction and kind of tweaking them to get it completely straight you're making this dirty you're making this dirty and in my mind i think i'm talking about somebody in my head right now who's making it dirty but getting that straight mast is uh it's fun for me i love to get it and i look up there and go yeah and i left it up overnight came back out took it down the next day and it helps you to know exactly what you need my first year it's portable could have been last year maybe the year before probably 16 but you're carrying everything man like yeah, looking through a box oh, there's a pack of hot dogs like, oh wow I should probably throw those away you're carrying everything with you and I think as you progress and you do it more you start to kind of whittle it down a bit Maybe you have a smaller battery. Next thing you know, you're you're into QRP work and you're working on summits and you're up there.